It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Community Conversations. I'm Cami Carlisle and today we are speaking with Brigitte McQueen, Executive Director of the Union of Contemporary Arts. Welcome. How are you? I am wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. It's so great to be able to chat with you today. Uh, thank you. You guys have so much going on. It was hard for me to come up with questions because I could talk to you forever. So let's get right to it. But first and foremost, would you be so kind to tell us a little bit about yourself? Are you from Nebraska? And how did you get to be the ED of the union? So I'm not originally from Nebraska, but I've been here long enough that like it definitely is my home. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I'm from Detroit, Michigan originally. Um, I grew up there. My whole family is still there. Um, when I was 18, I moved myself, um, to New York City, um, and went to St. John's University in Queens to study journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, Graduated from there, uh, worked in advertising for just a hot minute, and then somehow landed myself this job um, at Time Inc., um, working um, for a new magazine that they had just launched called Teen People, which was People magazine for teenagers. Uh Um, And um, I did that for a really long time. I was one of the first people that they hired. And when the magazine folded in 2008, I was one of the last people um, left on the production team. I affectionately refer to that sort of decade or so that I worked at Time Inc. as my um, years pushing bad music and fashion on the youth of America. Uh, And I generally (laughs) tend to believe that everything I'm doing now is to make up for all of that uh, because that's real. Yeah, music. And so, um, <laughs> um, so how I ended up in, in Omaha is a really weird, um, story. I had been living in New York for 13 years and kind of was burned out on the hustle, was looking for someplace else to be. Um, I had friends in Omaha. I grew up in Detroit with an incredible woman, Dr. Maria Buzik, who is now currently, um, teaching at the University of Colorado at Denver. Um, but when we were in high school, uh, she was transferred to Omaha. Her family was transferred to Omaha, and so I started spending summers with her family throughout high school. So I knew people here, and when I was ready to leave New York, they were like, hey, you should come here because uh, it's cheap and uh, fun. And so I just did. I like packed up, and I left New York, and I moved to Omaha. I instantly felt like I had made a mistake. Uh, instantly was like, what did I just do? Um, I was here for two years, and then I ran away to Seattle with a group of artists that I met at the Bemis. This is really uh-huh. my life. Um, I was in Seattle for uh, maybe four, four and a half years mm-hmm. uh, until deciding to come back to Omaha, which I never thought I would do um, in 2008, mainly because I missed the community here. I missed my friends here. Um, plus, the magazine that I was working for was folding and they were like, you can take a severance package or you can come back to New York and we'll find you a different position. And I at that point knew that I mm-hmm. wanted to take a break from publishing and wanted to focus on the arts. So I took that severance package and came back to Omaha. I've been here ever since. So, so I, I kind of hold my official move to Omaha date as, um, being in 2000, the end of 2007. Um, wow. cause that's when we made a commitment to each other. Um, <laughs> and well, been, we are better for having you here. Oh, so thank it's you been good to me. It, that, that goes, sometimes I struggle still with, with being in, in, in Omaha. I, I do, but I, I'm also hyper aware that it's been really good to me. Um, and allowed me to do some things I don't think I would have been able to do elsewhere, like make the union happen. 
Right. And I don't think the union would have happened without you. So very sad. It's probably true. That is everybody true. involved. So tell us about the union. Now, I went, of course, to your website just to get the latest and the greatest. And you all have so much going on all the time. I mean, it's like nonstop. When do you sleep? I mean, really? I don't really. I don't. (laughs) Nobody needs sleep. But you guys have fellowships, exhibitions, co-op studios, youth engagement, performing arts, abundance garden, neighborhood arts, so much stuff. So one of the things that came up right away is that the fellowship applications are coming up due. Yes. For 2023, due September 16th. Can you tell us a little bit about what the fellowship is and why oh, people should apply? I'd, I'd love to. So the fellowship is a program that is really near and dear to my heart. It's actually one of the first things that I started when I founded the union in 2011. Um, when I started the organization, um, I found an old food bank um, really close to our current building at 24th and Burdett. Um, and that building had five offices that I turned into studio spaces. And I want to put air quotes around that because they were really 10 by 10 boxes with no windows, um, but they worked. And so the Fellowship program is essentially um, a residency program for uh, artists in the greater Omaha area. It is not a live workspace, so you can't live in our building, um, such as a a fellowship or a residency, a residency that the Bemis would have. Um, It really is just workspace. Um, And so each year we jury in five creatives, and I'm I'm saying creatives with intent. Um, The fellowship program is really open to anyone who needs space for their creative practice. So we've had writers and dancers, we've had visual artists, we've had architects, we've had fashion designers. Um, We currently have uh, five theater practitioners um, in in residence with us right now. And so over the course of that year, we obviously give a financial stipend to help support whatever the artists need support with in the year that they're with us. Um, They get a studio space that is much lovelier than the first studio spaces that we had, um, that they have 24-hour access to for a year. They get access to our co-op studios, which is um, like five public studios that offer equipment to artists to do uh, um, their work on. And we do a lot of professional development, really sort of focused on how artists can use their creative practice to make social change. Um, And so it really is focused on supporting creatives in the year that they're with us, but also hopefully at that end of the year, they have a better understanding of how they can work for social justice through their creative or or artistic practice. Um, It's an incredible thing. It's also, I think it's great for the artists, but it's also beautiful for the union and the people who work here because those five people really do become part of our union family. Yeah. over the year that they're with us. And so it's just a, a beautiful opportunity for, for everybody to get closer and engage. Very cool. So again, those applications are due September 16th. And then when do you let everybody know who's won? It'll be probably closer to the end of the year because after we vet through um, all of the applications that goes to an outside jury that we pull together. Um, mm-hmm. And so usually it's around, I think, November that we start okay. to make the announcements of, of who the next cohort will be. Um, <laughs> and I'm excited because, of, of course, due to the pandemic, we still were able to run this program during the pandemic, but in a much different way. Um, mm-hmm. We weren't able to get as connected to the fellows because my team, we were out of our building for 19 months. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this this next cohort and like fully just being in space with them will be really lovely. I bet. You know, if someone is just tuning in, I suppose we should fill them in really on what the Union of Contemporary Art is, because we just jumped on in. So it's just like if somebody just tuned in and we had to tell them what the Union of Contemporary Art is, what would you say? 
In a nutshell, it is really hard to nutshell. It is really hard to nutshell what the Union for Contemporary Art is because we are a lot of different things serving Mm -hmm. one goal. And so our our mission really is to essentially utilize the arts as a means to work for social justice in our community. And by community, I am referencing North Omaha in particular. The Union is located um, at the intersection of North 24th and Lake Streets, sort of an iconic neighborhood in North Omaha. Um, And uh, the reason that I started the organization, honestly, was one, wanting to do something that was supportive of our creative community. When I moved back to Omaha, it felt like we were losing a lot of artists because we didn't have a lot of opportunities for them um, or an organization that was really supporting them. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part of why I started the union is that I was really uncomfortable with the segregation that exists still in our community. Um, I didn't understand why people told me not to know, go to North Omaha. Um, I didn't understand why there were not thriving cultural institutions in North Omaha. Um, and I wanted to do something about that. So our mission really is rooted in supporting artists, supporting the arts, um, but using them as a means to create awareness and social justice within our community. So all of our programs kind of like funnel into that that theme. So we have an exhibition program. We do five or six exhibitions in our Wanda Ewing Gallery um, each year. Um, Those exhibitions are heavily focused on the work of women and marginalized communities because that's what I'm into. I'm still currently curating exhibitions for our organization. Um, The co-op studios are a magical space. Um, In our building, we have a public print studio, ceramic studio, fiber art studio, digital art studio, and a black and white darkroom. Um, And all of those spaces are accessible to creatives in the community for a monthly studio pass, which is $15. And if you can't pay that $15, you don't have to. You just tell us that you need to come for free and you come for free. The union embraces a theory of radical hospitality in everything that we do. So nothing, if you can't pay for something at the union, you just don't pay for something at the union. And that's the way we've always sort of moved through. Um, because no one should have to pay for those experiences if they can't. Um, and so that's real. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to meet some sort of financial socioeconomic criteria. Uh, it just means that like, for whatever reason, you don't have it in your means to do a thing. We will help you do that, that thing. Um, so the co-op studios are these amazing spaces where artists come in and have access to like all the equipment that they need to support their creative practice. And we do workshops for people who want to learn more about any of those areas or, um, or genres of art. Um, We also have a free youth engagement program for children who live in North Omaha. Um, So after school and on the weekends, we do free cultural programming for children who live in our community. Um, We have a theater program. Um, So we our theater focuses on the work of contemporary black playwrights um, and supporting the creative practices of BIPOC theater practitioners. Um, It's really exciting for us because we're actually in the process of building a new black box theater. Um, adjacent to our facility um, that is going to be a game changer for our theater program. Um, and that will hopefully be done at the end of 2023. Not Ooh, okay. uh, and so, so really ambitious timeline there, but we're, we're making it happen. It, it's coming together. Um, our neighborhood arts program is essentially a, a public art program that we do in conjunction with the neighborhood organizations. And then we have the abundance garden, which is a beautiful thing that started in our last building. Our last building was not a great building, but it came with a lot of land. Mm-hmm. And so we started growing food for our neighbors because North Omaha, especially where the, the union is located is definitely a food desert. 
Right. Um, there is not a grocery store within two miles of our building. Um, there was one, but it recently closed. And I think it's hopefully going to reopen. But food insecurity is a real issue facing um, my community. And I wanted to do something about that. So uh, we have a 6,500 square foot garden next to our building. And last year, we grew over 1,200 pounds of food that wow. we give away free to our neighbors every Saturday in a produce stand that we throw in our parking lot. So every Saturday during the harvest season, this year it runs through the end of October, nice. um, every every Saturday from 12 until 2 um, in the parking lot at the Union, we have a produce stand and anyone can come and get whatever they need um, for the week. And, um, yeah, it's a really, it's one of my favorite things that we do at the union. It's really beautiful. Um, I love that so much. No, is there any charge for the produce? Oh no, everything is free. Wow. Everything is great. Just come get what you need. And it's such a lovely variety of vegetables from potatoes and greens to tomatoes. Um, so much okra. We had a lot of okra this year. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just really, really very lovely. Um, beautiful. Really beautiful. The whole union is beautiful. That you <laughs> like really I said, is. it's kind of it's kind of hard to nutshell it down. Like we we do have a lot of, of a lot of programs. We also just recently, through the generosity of the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, became one of their regranting programs. So now we have the Populous Fund, which Ooh. is a grant program for regional artists. Okay. Um, we just were able to give six artists ten thousand dollars a piece. Um, to do a special project, which was really beautiful. And so that's an annual thing for us. That'll, um, those applications will open back up again the spring of 2023. Wow. That's really cool. I didn't know that was through the Andy Warhol Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Look they at have you. 30 something, 30, I want to say 36, but don't, that might be not right. But I feel like it's 30 something um, organizations that they work with around the country that they um, support in that way so that those organizations can do grant making for local artists to support their creative practice, which is so beautiful. We're so honored to have been yeah. chosen for that. We were so honored that hit us right in the midst of the pandemic and it was just like a rainbow coming down on us. Right. So. Right. Um, so yeah, like really, really wonderful. We also have another grant um, initiative that uh, is really our means of paying a land tax to indigenous communities where we give a $10,000 grant to an indigenous regional artist every year, um, specifically. Wow, I didn't um, know that either. So, so yeah, we felt that it was important for us to be compensating in some way for the unceded land that we exist on and um, being able to support indigenous creatives just felt like the right way. You give me goosebumps. You give me goosebumps. <laughs> Seriously, you're doing so much good. I just am just wow, lady. Seriously, thank you. Thank you. So, I feel very, I feel very proud of the union, but also extremely honored and humbled to be able to do this work and serve my community in this way. It is such a gift for me. Well, the union is a gem. I mean, the fact that Omaha has this wonderful place that they can go, and I mean. Anything feels like the sky's the limit with you. No, and I, I mean, just that's the beautiful that. thing. Of, that's the beautiful thing about starting your own nonprofit is that you kind of have the capacity and the means, and you know, we have a, a really committed, scrappy board and an incredible staff where that we do get to play a little bit and we get to experiment a little bit, and in a way that I think older, like 30, 40, 50 year old organizations may not be able to do, right. which also feels like a gift. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, and the way that most of our programming was born. <laughs> yeah, it's so, all so much and so amazing. I mean, there's so much that you offer. I do want to go back to the theater because that, like you said, is new and it will be done by the end of 2023. Now, I know who Shirley Tyree is, but will you tell us why you all decided to name the theater after her? Absolutely. So we've been doing a theater program at the Union since term. Um, And so we wanted to do right by the theater program. It is one of the programs that we do at the union that I think most connects us to our neighbors in North Omaha. It's an opportunity for so many BIPOC individuals to see their stories shared from the stage um, Mm -hmm. in a way that does not always happen for us in our community. Um, But we knew that in order to do right by that program, it needed its its own real theater. And so that is what we're doing. Um, So we decided to honor uh, Ms. Tyree, who honored us with her presence um, by naming the theater for her just because she was such a presence in the Omaha theater community from the 70s all the way through uh, her passing, um, which I believe was a couple of years last year, actually. Um, and so we wanted to to recognize that. But also, I think for me, it was a lot of the work that she did within the um, school district. She was on the Board of Education for a very long time, and she was an advocate and active um, volunteer for Girls Inc. Um, and just her commitment to youth and to girls, especially in the North Omaha community, really rang true with me in a way that it felt like I wanted to be able to recognize all of that, all of that work. There really was not there couldn't have been a better person for us to be able to honor the Tyree family is amazing with deep roots in Omaha's theater community. And so it just was kind of a no brainer for us. Yeah. Um, And Kathy Tyree, uh, her daughter is an amazing actor and performer and writer and director, um, just a powerhouse of a woman. And so also to be able to work with her to sort of like ensure her mother's legacy in that way, again, such an honor, so much honor in what I get to do. I love it. So do you have any plays planned or is that still kind of up in the air until it's done? It's still kind of up in the, it's still kind of up in the air. So Denise okay. Chapman, who is our artistic director of our theater program, is currently working on our inaugural season, um, okay. which depending on when the theater will get done, will either happen at the end of next year or the very beginning of 2024. Um, so we're, we're working to see when our official opening will be, but, but Denise is planning special, special things. We have a lot of really beautiful things in the mix. Um, and we're just so excited to be able to help, I don't know, like renovate another building on North 24th Street, the building that we're using, although we were only able to save two walls Uh (laughs) of the building, um, because the rest of it was a hodgepodge of things that was not salvageable. Um, but to be able to save the facade of that building, I think is also really important, I think, as, um, development starts to happen more frequently in North Omaha, I think moving with a sense of wanting to preserve um, the history and the architecture that we currently have, I think is really important. So it was really special, I think, to be able to at least save what we could of that building um, and turn it into something that will stand easily for another hundred years on 24th Street is, is also an honor and a beautiful thing to be able to be a part of. Yes, that's so exciting. I can't wait. So let's talk about your current exhibition. 
Sure. Yeah. Tell us all about it because I find it very intriguing. It is um, The Texture of the Weave by Heather Hart. Yes. So Heather Hart um, is a Brooklyn-based artist, and I first became familiar with her work when I ran away to Seattle. Um, A really funny like side tangent is that I had gone to see an exhibition of her work in Seattle. I believe she was living on... um, the West coast at the time um, and kind of had forgotten that I had seen this exhibition and then crossed paths with her in 2016, 2017, when she was doing a residency at the Bemis. And then very soon after that happened um, was going through old books on my bookshelf and found a book that I had stuck a postcard into from her first exhibition in Seattle and just kind of had this beautiful moment of remembering that show and remembering her work. Um, but I think, and I've been wanting to work with her forever. Um, Heather's work is really focused on a sense of home and she kind of approaches that. More traditional projects are she essentially builds the top of houses coming out of really random places. So you'll be driving down the street and you'll see a vacant lot of land and they'll essentially be the roof of this house coming up out of the land that she then activates by sort of scheduling a rotation of performances or readings or things so that people can gather together. Um, and be on this roof and kind of have that sense of belonging. Um, so the exhibition that we have of hers currently, The Texture of the Weave, it follows very much into that. Um, it's kind of tricky to explain this exhibition. We will have a 3D, we have a 3D tour of it on our website um, and it, it is with us through um, the second week in October, I believe, or the first week in October, so folks can come see it. Um, but it really it really speaks to sort of that like structural foundation of a house. So it really looks like this like lathe uh, when you come into the space, but it's also a maze that kind of moves you through. And it's been so lovely to have it, just the, the play of the light. Um, it was quite the undertaking to build. It's so lovely to have it in space. Um, but I am a huge fan of Heather's work. I think one of the greatest joys for me at the union is that it has given me an opportunity to bring all of my art heroes mm-hmm. in Omaha and share their work with our community in a really magical way. So, yes. um, and Heather's exhibition is, is no exception to that. It's, it's a lovely space to, to be in. And I, um, I would hope that your listeners have a chance to check it out, uh, while yeah. it's with- Thank you. And you said that's through the second week of October? Yes. Yeah. I feel like it probably comes down that first week, the end of that first week of October. I'm sorry, I'm bad with dates, but whatever that last Saturday is that first week in, in October, um, it will be up until then. And then we will be transitioning to our last exhibition, which will run us through the end of the year, which is actually, uh, we're really honored again. Um, it'll be the first time that we've shown the work of the late Wanda Ewing in the gallery that I oh. named for her after she passed away in 2013. And um, it's a really special body of work. For me, um, it is integral to why I started the union and took an interest in the arts. Um, and so we're just thrilled to be able to have that exhibition opening with us. And that will open on October 15th. Oh, my gosh. Goosebumps again. Thank you. <laughs> that is so exciting. October 15th. And what a way to take us out of this year, right? No, for real. That's, it's that's, been- yeah. It's so much, and and the the exhibition it, again. It's very special to me. It holds a lot of joy and celebration for what it is to be a black woman in the Midwest. And I think a lot of people will be able to in a space that's been named for her. Um, yeah, yes, it all yeah. came full circle. It's full circle, beautiful. as it always, as it always does. The universe just moves <laughs> in that way for me. 
Yes. And thank goodness, because we all get a benefit as well. So thank you, universe. So we have about five minutes left. And I know, I mean, again, I could talk to you for hours about this. I should probably just come up with a cup of coffee and hang out with you. You should. But five minutes, (laughs) tell us if somebody wants to be a member again, tell us your website. Oh, so our website is u-ca.org, u-ca.org. You can find everything about us. Um, We're also on social media um, at the Union Omaha um, on all the social media. Um, And so, yeah, so if you're interested in sort of keeping in the loop with what we do, you can sign up for our newsletter on our website, or you could just check us out on social media. Um, We are back up and running again. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, um, which is lovely to be back in our building. Um, We are still requiring masks because COVID is still real. (laughs) Um, It's still disproportionately impacting our community. And so, so masks are required, but if you come without one, we have tons and tons of them for you here. And so, um, yeah, we would love to see you in this space. Please come through anytime. Yes. We have a few minutes. I want to ask really quick about the co-op pass. So again, it starts Mm -hmm. at 15. Yes. But if you don't have the money, you should still come. You, you should, should still, still come create, you should, right? You should still come. You should still come. And you can you can okay. do that in exchange for a volunteer service with us, or you can just come and do it. Like there doesn't need to be a thing. Like that's that's real. And there's no stigma or weirdness attached to that. You just go to the desk and tell them that okay. you would like to sign up. Um and then sign up. Um, but yeah, uh, the $15 Perfect. pass, anything that we do generate through that membership goes right back into the co-op. It helps to offset supplies that are used, um, in the sprint, um, sorry, the print studio and the ceramic studio in particular. Um, that money just gets funneled right back into the program, but the studios are really incredible. So, I mean, especially for ceramic artists and printmakers where mm-hmm. it's difficult to get access, free access to that equipment. Uh, right. Um, I, I think it, it it definitely um yeah is worth it. And that fifteen dollar pass gets you access to all of the studios. It's not like you pay fifteen dollars to use the okay, print perfect. studio if you want to use ceramics, you had to pay again. That fifteen dollars gets you mo- access for the whole month to all of the studio spaces that we have at the union. Oh. Is there an actual membership? to the union other than the co-ops? There is, there is. And and that is also, um, the information about that is also available on our website. Um, it's just a really great way for people to support our work all year all year round. You can do a one-off uh, gift to get a membership or you can come in at like a recurring donation. Um, it's easy peasy. It's like a cup of coffee a month um, to help support our work. And again, all of that information and ways to support us in all the ways. Um, we also have like a Amazon wish list for materials that we need for our kids programs. Um, all of that information is on our website and we would appreciate any support that anyone felt like they wanted to give to the work that we're doing. Perfect. Well, Brigitte, again, I could talk to you for hours. The Union of Contemporary Art. It is on 24th Street, North Omaha. You have got to go visit if you haven't. There's so much to do from kids to adults, Abundance Garden. There's art, soon to be a theater. The list goes on. And again, the website is u-ca.org. That's it. Okay, perfect. So if you want information, hit that up. Brigitte, thank you so much for taking time today to visit. I really enjoyed our conversation and wish you the absolute best with everything that you're doing. So thank you. No, thank you for giving me. I'm Cammie Carlisle. Yes, I will. I'm Cammie Carlisle. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. Thanks for tuning in. 
You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.